I don't know if you guys have heard the word on the street, but apparently leaving a review on this podcast rockets you to the top 1% of the world's smartest people. I'm just kidding. I can't vouch for that, but here's something I can vouch for. Your feedback matters to me. And if this podcast has helped you in any way, I'd really appreciate if you could take 15 seconds to drop a review. It's your words that help shape this podcast. Let's get into the episode. I hope you enjoy. If you're someone who has no idea about business... I promise you, please do not just go and start some rickety business like I have in the past because you're bound to fail and your best bet is investing in yourself and just learning all the boring shit about business. Welcome to the Influencer Secrets Podcast, where we explore the true nature of social media and equip you with the vital tools, insights, and wisdom to help you become the best version of yourself. Your journey to reclaiming control of your reality begins here. In this episode, I want to share the four lessons which I've learned among many others in the journey so far building Asa, which is my first company. And granted, I've tried many times to build many things, but I believe that over the last year, as I've been building Asa, I've learned so many things and I want to share some of those with you guys if there's anyone out there looking to start a business. As a precursor to this, by no means do I know everything. And I'm also not saying that if you follow these four things or you don't make these mistakes, you're going to be successful. I'm simply just sharing my own experience and I hope that you get some from it. If you don't know who I am, my name is Cole Gonzalez, also known as Cole World on social media. I have over 6.5 million followers across all my social media platforms. And the goal of this podcast is to help you develop the foundations of success. Hopefully by listening to some of my mistakes and some of the stories which I tell you where I really messed up, you do not make those same mistakes. And therefore, I save you from some inevitable pain that you may go through. A lot of people have been asking me about what ASA is. And while I'm not going to share it just yet, it looks like we are going to be going to market within the next month or two. So I'll be able to start talking about it then. And trust me, I joke about this with my partner, Brian, all the time. I want to share everything about the company which I've been building. And it's literally all I'm doing right now. So it's hard sometimes to come on the podcast and talk about anything else. So it's definitely a refresher to finally bring something to the table that's about the business and about things that I've learned. And I foresee this podcast becoming more focused on business over the next couple of years, but obviously time will tell. Let's hop right into it. So if you guys don't know, I started building Asa about a year ago, I believe back in August, and I set on this journey to build the largest influencer agency in the world, which was pretty ballsy to say, but obviously you got to shoot for the moon. Anyways, I had this idea. I was excited. I thought, okay, I'm an influencer, so I must be able to start a business, right? I could start an influencer agency. I know everything about being an influencer. Wrong. The first lesson that I've learned is that just because you are good at something doesn't mean you can turn it into a business because having a skill does not mean you can have a business. If you are good at cutting hair, that doesn't mean you should start a cutting hair business. If you are good at social media, that doesn't mean you should start an influencer management agency. If you make the best food ever and you have some insane recipes, that doesn't mean you should open a restaurant because the fact of the matter is that the skills associated or skill that you have or small subset of skills associated with that thing which you are good at have nothing to do with your ability to be successful in business. And this is something which I had to learn very quickly. You know, as you start to learn more about business, it's funny. It's like anything. You learn how much you don't know because you think you know. I dove headfirst into this vision of wanting to start an agency. And I was so confident. I thought this would be so easy. All these people are doing it wrong. But then I took a step back and I realized I barely know anything about operations. I don't know much about human resources. Wait, I have to have an onboarding process for my talent, but also I need an onboarding process for my customers. 
and there has to be a customer success process and I have to track those metrics. And now I need them to be in a CRM, but I also have to be compliant, but I need to send them this form because if I don't send them this form, then the IRS is going to come after me. There's all these things that are encapsulated within starting a business, which I'm still learning, like I said. But the main thing I learned is that I wanted to start this influencer agency and I realized that it didn't matter that I was good at doing social media. And I was totally lacking the skills to start that business. So what happened was I just kind of threw things together, built out a Miro board with me and my partner, Brian. And this was back 10 to 12 months ago. And we dove into it. And I know that if I went to market then, I wouldn't have had the tools necessary to make that successful. And that entire story of building that out, I'll save for another episode. But basically, we built out this entire business. And then I went to someone at Binance to serve massive Web3 companies because we have some pretty tight connections there. And I go to Binance, and I'm sure you guys know Binance, the large crypto exchange, at least one of my buddies that works there. And he's like the head of marketing or one of the marketing departments anyways. And I ask him and he goes to talk to a higher up and they basically say, yeah, this is like really good, but the timing is not great. So we may need this in the future, but we don't need it now. And I remember just being like, oh, we just spent months building this out. 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day. We build it out and thank God we didn't pay most of the development costs because we didn't push it totally until I had that conversation. But the amount of time I wasted building this out without even proving that it could work, that's a whole nother story. And that could be its own lesson in itself. So we could call that lesson 1.5. Don't build something unless you've already proved that the market wants it. And oftentimes, it's pretty ballsy to try and build something that people don't know that they want yet. Because it's very easy, if you just think about it right now, to build something that people want. Because people want a lot of things. But to build something that you don't know that people want, at least you haven't even verified it, is a death sentence. So that first lesson was kind of two and one. Number one, I, even myself, overestimated my ability. And as I've learned more, because over the last year, all I've done is learn about business and finances and listen to podcasts, learn about operations and human resources and how to actually deliver a product to a customer and customer success and all these things, all I've realized is that I know nothing. So if you're listening to this and you're just thinking, oh, I'm just going to start a drop shipping store and I'm going to get rich, or I'm just going to open up this business real quick and sell an expensive thing, it's not going to fucking work. Don't waste your time. Go and spend your time learning. Go learn for a year, two years, three years, five years, and then go build the thing. The reason I'm going to market now is because a lot of the skills that are required in the product that we are going to be taking to market, I have accumulated in the past. Meaning, yes, over the past year, I've learned a lot more about the boring things about business, but a lot of the general skills I already had acquired. But if you're someone who has no idea about business... I promise you, please do not just go and start some rickety business like I have in the past because you're bound to fail and your best bet is investing in yourself and just learning all the boring shit about business. And I know there's someone listening to this saying, dang, really? I shouldn't go do that? Yes, don't do it. I'm not saying failing is bad, but if all those words which I just said are absolutely foreign to you, all those categories, then you're not ready and that's okay. And trust me, I may not be ready either. And I may be saying that we're going to market in a month, but it may be six months. And that's okay, because I'll just keep learning. Hey, Cold Army, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you could spare a moment to leave a review, it will help us reach and inspire even more people. And if you know someone who truly benefit from this episode, please take a few seconds to share it with them. Your small act of kindness might be just what they need to conquer their day. Now let's get back to the show. I'm actually just checking out some of my notes and lesson 1.5 was actually lesson two. So let's just move into lesson three that I've learned. About a year ago when I started this journey, 
I thought that I was going to do it all alone. I thought I need to own the whole pie because that was how I was going to make so much money. That's how I was going to get so much done because Cole definitely knows everything, right? And in order for me to make a lot of money, I need to hold the whole pie. I need to have all of it. And you can have a tiny little slice, but I want most of it. And over the last year, I realized how wrong I was. You don't get rich by making yourself rich. You get rich by making others rich. If you can have a company, and really think about this, but if you own a company or business where you're making your employees all rich, where does that put you? Because the owner is going to be making the most money. So if you're able to make everyone else successful, everyone else rich, or whatever they want, whatever they deem successful, where does that put you? It puts you probably in a good position. And what I've realized over the past 12 months is that when I first got into the business, when I first started building Asa, I thought that I needed to have all of it to myself. But especially over the past three months or so, I've realized that time is an asset. And I've thought more strategically around what I'm doing. And I've thought, okay, if I give this much away, if I pay this person this much, how much does that increase what I have? And if I put my time into this person, if I put my expertise, if I invest my knowledge and my effort and my time and my dedication into that person, inevitably it's going to bolster the success of the business. It's going to help that person create higher output and higher leverage and whatever decisions and choices they're making. And therefore, it's essentially reinvesting back in myself and my business. So I got away from this scarcity type of mindset of I need to hold everything to if I give things away, it's inevitably going to increase my position and my leverage in the business. Because if this person can do something better than me, and I can give them a piece of what I have, and I can help them reach their goals, and on top of that, invest my expertise and my time and build them up, then whatever I have left in the business, if we're talking about equity, if we're talking even about time, it is inevitably worth more because now I may have a little bit less, let's say it's equity, and I give that person a piece. But that remaining equity that I have is going to be worth more. And on top of that, now I'm going to have more time to focus on higher leverage opportunities. Now I don't have to go do the development side of things or the engineering side of things with my partner because we brought on a developer to lead out the entire engineering team. And yes, that's obviously going to cost me something, but what I have left will inevitably be worth more. So therefore, if I didn't bring that person on, the business wouldn't be worth as much anyways. I'm trying to really explain this in layman terms so everybody understands, but essentially what I'm saying is that in order for you to build big shit, you need to be willing to help other people win. And of course, you guys already know that I'm all about helping others win. But when it comes to giving away something that you've worked so hard on, your ego gets attached and you feel like you can't give it away. And that's what was happening with me. So I had to conquer that and say, you know what? If I really want this to be big, I need to be willing to give away some of what I'm holding so close to me. And, it, and at the end of the day, it's not even mind anyways, because all the knowledge I've accumulated is from outside sources anyways. So that's kind of how I think about it now. So that's lesson three. Be willing to give things away. And I'm not saying just say, okay, well, here's 90% of my company. But you want to be strategic with who you bring on. And that's going to be a whole nother podcast that I want to talk about, which is essentially how I'm currently doing that. And I think the last lesson or more so the thing that I have realized over the last nine to 12 months is that the more that you learn about something that you want to be very competent in, like I said, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know anything. And as a result of that, realize that you need to be more focused. This is something that I had to realize. As I started to look around and think, I don't know that. I don't know this. I no longer had time to answer one-off phone calls and to drive to the gym for 20 minutes and drive back for 20 minutes and wait for weights there. I realized that that time that I was wasting could be deployed towards skill sets and knowledge which I have not acquired. So I was quite literally wasting time. 
Because in order for me to get to where I want to be in a faster amount of time, which is the goal, right? I'm not in a rush, but obviously I want to close that gap between where I am and the things I want to learn and who I want to be, right? So in order for me to do that, I need to analyze my time and I need to understand that if there are a lot of things for me to learn and I'm wasting my time, at least in my own definition, which is not living in the most optimal way according to whatever goals I want to achieve, which would be something like driving to the gym and having a gym membership and waiting for machines when I have weights in my garage and spending 40 to 45 minutes every single day just driving there and back on top of walking in there and putting my stuff in the locker room and all that. But anyways, essentially what I'm saying is that I've had to live a more focused and quiet life. And what I mean by that is doing less and being more disciplined in my decisions, even more than I already have been. And I know you guys have probably listened to earlier podcasts when I talk about my daily routine, and I do follow that to the T. So I recommend if you're looking for perhaps some habits or some things that may improve your efficiency and your output, you go give that a listen. But the main thing I've learned, and the main lesson that I've learned here is that there's a cost for distraction and that cost gets greater as you start to realize that you do not know a lot. And it's funny because the more you learn, the more you learn, you don't know anything, like I said. But then at that same time, you realize that, wow, there's so much to learn. And for me, perhaps this is a pressure I put on myself, but as I see all these things, which I know I need to understand and learn, I value that higher than all these other things that most people would say, well, that seems a little bit extreme. Maybe it is, cool. But the shift in my lifestyle has caused me to prioritize those things. And this is why I am so outspoken about where you put your attention. Because the more successful you get, the less you can waste your attention. The more dedicated you become towards something, the more you commit yourself to something, the more you realize that the cost of losing your attention is so much greater. For example, the cost of Elon Musk being distracted for a full day is what? How many people does that negatively affect? How many things don't get done? Versus the cost of some 12-year-old who plays Fortnite all day. If he is just playing Fortnite all day and maybe he doesn't do his homework, what is the cost of that? So my point is that I've learned that as I have assumed a more influential and important role within ASA and there are people that are reliant on me, there's less room for error. And by error, I mean lack of attention and distraction. So that's kind of more so a realization which I have came to over the past 12 months. But possibly it's a mindset that you could adopt if you believe that that would be in your best interest, which is if I could go back 12 months and realize if I want to assume this role, I need to assume that any attention which I'm lacking anywhere I spend my time, which is not impacting the business, it is going to have compounding effects on the negative effects of the business. Because now if I decide to take an hour, let's round up to drive to the gym and drive back and do everything in between. Instead of spending an hour listening to a podcast or building out a system in the business or taking that hour to train one of my employees or give them feedback, and I'm just rambling here, then what would be the difference in the impact that it's going to have on the business 12 months ago versus now? Well, now I have a lot more responsibility versus 12 months ago. So I could have done that then and it would have had less impact. But now that the business is solidified, every decision which I make has a compounding effect. And I think that's a really cool thing to think about. I'm not sure if anyone I ever look up to or anyone I ever listen to sees it like that, but I think it's a very cool way to look at your decisions. The more impactful you are in a business, the higher position you have, the more the lack of your attention will affect it. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. We'll probably be doing more podcasts about business. Like I said, I'm learning and I wanna be able to share my journey with you guys. I'm definitely gonna continue to make a ton of mistakes. I've made way, 
way more mistakes than anyone could ever imagine. And I will be sharing those with you guys along the way, but that will most likely be after we go to market because I don't want to share too much about the actual business just yet. But I appreciate you guys. Have a wonderful day. And I'll see you in the next one with Coral Army. Thank you.